You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, Bridget, I think maybe we can talk more briefly. Um, the Because uh, there was, uh, last night before the, the, the Jets game, uh, the Bruins, they tweeted out the um, that the 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 legal team that was was uh, conducting a um, what would you call it uh, an organizational investigation on yeah. on their uh, due diligence process, uh, their vetting process of players and whatnot. Um, <laughs> they put out a statement that pretty much just said like um, they didn't find any. Uh, anybody any one person was at fault um and that they're that they're implementing uh protocol going forward and that was kind of that it was there was a whole lot of nothing essentially yeah it, it was it, i mean honestly it came it came down a little quicker than i was expecting i kind of felt like we weren't gonna see this at least until some point um in in 2023 and yeah the the, the statement was brewing like the way that they put it was brewing strength and player vetting process following completion of independent review um and it it was kind of like vague and I don't really know what it what it does at the end of the day it almost feels like it came out and I almost forgot that it came out like even the day a day later but I um I did want to bring it up because it was it was kind of an a a lot of nothing (laughs) And a lot of it is common sense, like establish clear written policies for vetting off-ice conduct, like including identifying red flags. It's like, were we not doing that already? Also, how about common sense? Um, yeah, it, it's just it, it. A lot of it, if you if you go through and read it, um, it's just basic common sense stuff. Right. Utilize independent third-party resources to investigate. How about just don't sign a guy who's publicly, uh, you know, known for something racist and you know, bullying and and whatnot. It's not that it's not that difficult. It, they they made it a lot more. I think it was more of a publicity stunt than anything to say we're going to investigate, and then it, it comes across as just kind of useless in the end they didn't find if they didn't find anyone accountable then what was the point like it wasn't intended to be a a real like oh we're gonna find who did this it was it ends up being okay this is what we're gonna do in the future how about no let's find out like who was responsible and and it it doesn't place blame in any way well it it, yeah it it accomplished exactly what you said it was a it was a pr stunt It it was a pr move um because if they didn't do something like this to, to be like, Oh, we're being proactive to, to make a change. Um, we're going to, we're going to have somebody come in and take a look, 
help us take a look, a hard look in the mirror at ourselves. Um, if they didn't do that and they didn't do anything, then people would just, it would have been insane. People would have been like, how do you, how do you not, you know, find who's accountable? So what they did by doing this was, you know, they, they brought in a firm to, to basically say nobody was at fault, which is like, what? Okay. Um, so now there's, that's the justification for not firing anybody now because they found that nobody was at fault. And it's like, yeah. All right. So which whatever. I guess that gives us our answer about like the culpability, like or the, the punishment that Don Sweeney might face is it's pretty much tells us that he's, he's like safe. Yeah. Um, it, where it, at it, the it, time in that the week of it didn't feel that way. It felt like it could go either way, but now that things have settled down and the timing of it being far enough after, um, and the fact that they went about it this way and, and didn't want to blame individuals um, kind of shows you that he's probably going to get away with it scot-free. Um, and he has been out of the media's eye. He hasn't been available to talk to in a while. I don't know even when we will get a chance to talk to him. Um, but it kind of was a weird vibe because like, we would see him every once in a while and just like wondering – what the conversations were like behind the scenes um, with where he stood, what their, what their plan was for the investigation and anything like that. Well, he did. Um, he did go in front of the garden crowd at uh, for Bergeron's 1000th game ceremony. And I, I was half expecting him to be booed, but I don't think people wanted to ruin the moment. For, I think for that exactly, exactly. It was like, we don't want to come across as booing Bergeron. So like, they yeah. it, it didn't happen and it was also very quick like handshake hand you this i'm i'm gone i'm out of there um so yeah he he popped his face in for for a second for bergeron but um got out of there before he could face any booze and definitely didn't has not spoken to the media yeah look i, I think for me like um the whole mitchell miller thing it's like you know i i never was one calling for uh yeah, you know, I, I, I wasn't necessarily calling for for Sweeney or, or Neely's job. I, I uh, um, but I wouldn't have been surprised had something like that happened. But like for me, it's like I don't, I don't care if they're if they're still here or not. Like I just feel like there's a lack of honesty and and and, and accountability and humility on their part. Like um, Sweeney's, to my knowledge, Sweeney never spoke to the media post letting him go. Right. Nope, like not, he's, no. he, he spoke to the media when they signed him. It was Neely and Neely has been the only person yeah. that we've talked to. And the, and the most telling thing that Neely said, which I feel like was the one honest thing that like came out of that entire circus was they essentially signed the kid because they didn't think that there was going to be fan backlash. They didn't, they didn't think people were going to care. That, that's, that, that's what it came. That's what it comes down to. That's what this whole investigation probably would have like, there was, there was no need for an investigation. I said it to you guys on the podcast when, when they announced that they were hiring a law firm. It's like, there was, what are you, what are you trying to, what are you trying to vet? Like, like clearly like Don and, 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 and Cam, they talked, they talked to their guys, they talked to their scouts, they talked to whomever. They decided if a player's worth it. Like th there's no mystery. They signed the kid because they didn't think that fans were going to care that much because who knows why they thought that. But Neely pretty much said that. He's like, we didn't expect the backlash. That, that's what this all was. Um, that's what it all was. So you, no, no one was ever going to get fired. Um, I feel like, I feel like 95% of people 
would have known this is what was gonna happen like it just feels like a very high percentage of people would have known he didn't take the right steps he didn't show remorse and that just means it's not time for him to you know get another chance you're gonna give someone a second chance well they have to go through a certain process of showing that they you know tried to reform and he just didn't have any of that to to for them to stand on it didn't give them anything they could stand on and go well look at all this work he did and look at this he apo-. there was nothing he they pretty much uh stepped out and just a, completely in the open without any any way to to help themselves out in any sort of argument whatsoever yeah the whole thing was just idiotic like just the 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 signing itself but like just how how they didn't think that there was going to be backlash from like you know even out of market media. You, you, let's say, let's say Boston Boston media and Boston fans did have their head in the sand on this one, which is like the most insulting thing to to to, to, to imply to your fan base that you didn't think that people were going to care about about this. But like a but very like, educated fan base as well, ho- like hockey, a lot of oh yeah, exactly, very educated. Like hockey media would have like hockey media would have taken it to that level anyway. So it's just. Toronto, it's, you know, oh Toronto God. media would have been all over it if, it if just so dumb. I mean, everybody was. It was a very clear bad decision. Sometimes I wonder, like, who was who was sitting in in the room going, like, shouldn't they have had one person in the room going, guys, no, <laughs> just don't, just like, let's not do this. Well, there there was some backlash. I mean, um, I shouldn't say backlash. There, were, there was some pushback. Thank you. Um, I think I think Sweeney did say that. And look, for all we know, maybe that was maybe that guy was Sweeney. Like maybe Sweeney was the guy that pushed back, and maybe it was Cam that wanted him. Who, who honestly, who knows? Um, but I do remember Sweeney saying that not everybody was for it in New York with the new organization. Or I'm sorry, maybe Cam said that. Maybe yeah, it Cam was Cam that. because, like, like I said, we haven't talked yeah. to Sweeney. Yeah. So um, continues to be the like you know the only dark cloud this season, um, and we, we're only talking about it now just because they once again just put up a stupid post about it, and it's just like again condescending. It's like. You think we actually think you guys had any intention on firing anybody or finding out exactly what happened? Come on. It's just, it's just, it's a PR stunt. But um, and the other reason that people were pissed off about it at the time was like, it, it was a dumb off ice move. It was a dumb move from a morality standpoint, but it, it also became a massive distraction or could have been a massive distraction to a team that was off to the start that they are and haven't slowed down since then, by the way. And it's like, now you're, now your stupidity could be affecting the on ice product because of, so the, there was a bunch of reasons to be mad at the team over that. Um, but I guess now uh, Scott mentioned, I think Scott, or you mentioned like a month ago that once they come out with the results of this, that it would finally put it to bed, I suppose. But I don't, I don't think the media well, is going to put it to it bed. It won't because, because Sweeney hasn't talked to talk about it. Yeah, Sweeney hasn't talked. They're going to, as soon as he steps back out at some point to talk, is the first thing that's going to be asked. And it's pretty much the only thing that's going to be asked. That and Pasternak extension, It's that's what it is. It's not, and it kind of, it sucks for him because look at where the Bruins are right now. Like, usually this would be a time for the GM to take credit for, like, the fact that the team he put together is, you know, the best team they've ever had and the best team in the league. And he has just gotten no chance to to take credit for it because of all the other 
things um, that are looming, including the Mitchell Miller thing and, and the Pasternak extension thing, because people are worried about other things rather than thinking like, oh, wow. So the move for Olmark was actually a good move and the move for Felino and the move for Forbert looks better. And like there's and, and the decision to trade Paula for Zaka, like just <laughs> all the things that he, he was able to pull off, like getting Bergeron and Krejci to come back as well, like Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, like, like Lindholm, yeah, Lindholm at the Lindholm. deadline last year in an extension, yeah. and like all these other positive things, but just shot himself in the foot with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, his, his his fingerprints. Look, you you can you can talk all you want about, uh, yeah, their prospect pool, and and I think I think they're uh, ranked twenty, I think they're twenty seventh or twenty eighth out of thirty two teams. Um, uh, Craig Button of TSN and and uh, uh, Chris Creamer, who we had on um, a little while ago, like a year and a half ago, a uh, big draft expert and, and prospect expert. They they put together like a, a very in depth analysis of all all the team's prospects um, under the age of like twenty four or something like that. And the Bruins are, I want to say twenty seventh or twenty eighth or something. But uh, as were a lot of the other top teams in the standings currently. They were also yeah, the because they're the trading list, that, away first yeah. round picks. They're they're not they're buyers at the deadline, right. not exactly. sellers. So they're not accumulating picks and they're not accumulating prospects. Now I will say, like, there's been a the, the Bruins have had a long time to try to identify at least one solid centerized prospect. Um, but again, look, it's it's take all that stuff aside. If you look at the NHL roster. Sweeney has his fingerprints all over this team and in a good way. Uh, you, you just list off a bunch of players and um, he does deserve credit for that. And, and if the team wins the Stanley Cup this year, it's, I mean, he's one of the you first. You still get booed. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, but you're right. He can't stop stepping on his tail at times. So, um, you know, hopefully like I, I don't, I don't intend on talking about this ever again until, or unless somebody talks about it in a media scrum and it becomes a story again, but I don't have any more time for this Mitch Miller story. It's, 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 it's what it is. Um, but it's kind of like on just um, a storm that was weathered for the, from like a player standpoint, like they, they've been able to weather the injuries early on. They were able to weather this shit show of PR like disasters and having to answer questions and, and talk about like, Oh, you know, this isn't this doesn't match with our character, or our locker room. Um, they've weathered they've weathered a few different storms already this season, and um, I guess you can see that they're they're pretty locked in, and distractions have not really um, affected them as of now. I mean, they, there was a situation earlier in in the year too where um, you know Stanika gets traded mid game, and it was kind of like a weird. Uh, kind of a weird vibe to that so there's been just random things here and there that that they've dealt with and gotten through yeah yep the only thing um i I honestly don't even want to say it but the the only thing that could really derail this team would be you know obviously some some pretty some pretty key injuries but other than that like they've they they i don't see them having an issue facing whatever is thrown their way uh and a lot of that's because of the depth and the coaching and the leadership and all that stuff. Uh, everything's going their way. And is that going to continue all year? No, but like when the Bruins go through a slump, it'll probably be a 500 stretch for like a few weeks, as opposed to other teams that go like, you know, Oh, Oh, four and two, the Bruins will go 
three, three and one or something like that, you know? So um, again, for me, it's just about stay healthy, keep collecting the points and just make sure that when you, when you round that corner in about February, start looking towards the playoffs, gear up, gear up towards, towards how you want to be as a team in the postseason. But until then, it's just, it's just been a lot of fun to cover this team. Um, you know, so, so they go away for, uh, they go home for Christmas. And then we talked about it earlier, you have Ottawa, then you have Jersey again, Buffalo, and then you have the winter classic uh, against the Penguins. And then um, they go out West. And by the way, keep an eye on the weather uh, because they like 10 day forecast tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Christmas Eve should have somewhat of a judgment on what I, I think it will go to the first, but um, as of right now, we know that the two days before the winter classic are supposed to be in the fifties and the day before is supposed to rain. Um, so just keep checking in on the forecast. See, see how that, that turns out. I'm not sure what they can do with the ice. If it's in the fifties, the day before is supposed to be 58. So like, that's not, that's not skatable conditions. Um, and we're actually supposed to have a media skate on new year's Eve that, um, I've been looking forward to for a while and I'm like, Oh no, I hope the ice is okay for us to go on it. Um, but yeah, that's the one, the, the variable for the winter classic. You never know. It could be freezing cold. It could be snowing. It could be raining. It could be 55 degrees out. Like it, it's looking more like it's going to be a warm day um, as of right now. So we'll keep an eye on that. Well, it could end up being like that avalanche golden Knights game in Lake Tahoe when the, uh, the sun was like, remember the, the ice turned into slush for that game. So they, yeah. they, they like pushed the Bruins game back like to a later time the following day. Cause the, the sun was too strong. I can, I can see that ha- happening again too. Like if it takes until, later in the day for, for that to be the ice to get settled. Cause um, it's supposed to be a 2 PM start. So I wouldn't be surprised if we have, have 50 degree weather, if they try to move it back towards like a few hours after the sun goes down, maybe like six or seven o'clock start. Um, so yeah, if you have tickets, just keep an eye. It'll be, I can tell you one thing. It, it, it can't be colder than the last one uh, that the Bruins had, which was against the Canadians at Gillette, which I went to and I froze. And like our tailgate was the most miserable tailgate of all times. Um, I couldn't, it wasn't even warm enough to cook steak. So I think it's going to be better conditions, hopefully, than that. Um, but I am keeping a very close eye on it. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be a fun day regardless. I'm sure everybody will have a great time. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to go over, Bridget, before we uh, call it a night? No, I think we're good. All right, well. Scott, Yeah. hope your power comes back on. Yeah, poor Scott. Um, <laughs> only Scott that would happen to. Literally about to record. And five then, minutes, be- like five probably. minutes before where I was like, I'm sending the link, and he's like, I lost power. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll wrap it up for us tonight. Um, Bruins defeat the, uh, yes, you want you guys something to say? Merry Christmas. That's I was just, exactly. Mer- Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Chrysler. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk soon.